0: welcome to public breakdown it's another episode in a lovely november sunday in new york city i'm julia
1: i'm Haley. and i'm angela
0: and this is public breakdown
1: so today we're going to be talking about a couple things First, um, as you all know, last weekend was Halloween weekend. Big, big weekend for us and girlies everywhere. So we're going to talk about that and how that went. Then we're going to talk a little bit about a couple other things that have just been going on in our lives and the world and such. And then at the end of the episode, um, we're going to share some public breakdowns that we've had recently. So especially Haley and I have a... We've just been going through it, so make sure you stay for for the end of this episode because we have some funny stories to discuss. But first, we're going to introduce ourselves. Just because we're pretty sure that no
0: one knows who we are. And if you're watching this, maybe you do, but I'll start. I'm Haley, and I work a 9-to-5 in research, um, and I live in Manhattan. Julia? Yeah, I'll go next. I'm Julia. I also work a 9-to-5. I work in finance. I live in Manhattan,
1: And I'm Angela. I am a medical student living in Philly. um, And I'm also actually I have nothing else to say about myself.
0: (laughs) Okay, and then we're all friends from college. That's actually how this is all happening. So I think we mentioned this in our last episode, but Haley and I had a radio show in college, also called Public Breakdown, where Angela was also a guest frequently. And so Now that we're post-college, we wanted to bring it back and do this in podcast format. So it's the Wild West out here, even though every single person's mother, brother, sister and dog has a podcast, but now it's our turn. And we like, we think we're better than them. So why wouldn't we have a podcast?
1: This is long overdue. We've been friends for like seven years now. So we have seven years of things to share, plus everything that happens to us daily. Seven years is crazy yeah that's a crazy number sorry to age us okay well should we get into our Hallow weekends
0: yeah first of all we should talk about what we were angela
1: what were you so i was an oompa loompa and <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend was Willy wonka i am a timothy chalamet fan not saying that that played into our costume choices but maybe it did but it was really fun uh unfortunately I tried to paint my eyebrows white but I didn't have white paint I was just using white eyeliner so they just looked gray so I had to remove that but then I think I was able to still pull off a pretty decent oompa loompa costume but I will add and Haley this is maybe you can help me with this so my wig had bangs on it right Mm -hmm. and I've never had bangs since I since I was like three years old and I could not get them to sit on my forehead the right way like either they were like at my nose or they were like at my hairline that's weird were they the same length did you change the length of them no i was gonna cut them but then i got really scared to do that so i didn't but i just couldn't get like i feel like they were either in my eyes or they were halfway up my forehead
0: for listeners i have bangs um (laughs) i think that you probably just had to cut them i mean like yeah mine just do random things that's the nature of having yeah. bangs like look what they're doing now they're just okay. flipping and flopping i think it was probably just a length thing but also like if you cut them that might be weird like do you remember when you used to cut your barbie's hair yeah and then, and then like really- it, <laughs> it made them all bad i don't know if it was like you're wearing a natural human hair wig which in yeah. that case i think it wouldn't look that bad but
1: well i just think you and taylor swift and anybody else who has bangs Props to you guys, because I cannot, I cannot understand it.
0: I mean, I recently switched to curtain bangs. I got curtain bangs cut in, like, I don't know, maybe two months ago at this point. And yeah, it really changes your daily routine. Like, you have to do something in the morning, right. every morning, or it just doesn't look right. So, it is like having a child in that way.
1: And I'm not, I can't, I don't have that kind of time. But yeah, I was an oompa but... And it was great. Honestly, we went out a little bit, had fun, and that was that.
0: Julia, what were you? For two separate nights, I was Shigo from Kim Possible, and Haley, you were my... I was Kim Possible. Beloved Kim Possible duo partner. And then I was a space cowgirl the next night, because I already own all of the separate pieces through a variety of avenues. Um... (laughs) I throw themed parties, and one of my themed parties was Space Cowboy Rodeo earlier this year, and so I already had everything I needed. I was going to be Shigo twice, but then, if you already have everything you need, might as well be a
1: space glam
0: girly. But my Hello weekend was a ton of fun. Thursday night, box seats at the Enrique Iglesias Ricky Martin Pitbull concert at Madison Square Garden. I went with work. It was so, so, so much fun. Made friends with the bartenders that were serving our box. Mm-hmm. Had a really great time. <clears throat> what like, what order do you guys think they would perform in? This is, I want to know order? what you guys would think. Yeah,
1: um, Enrique Iglesias would go last, right? I don't know. I, I don't really know it, Ricky
0: Martin or Enrique Iglesias that well. Like, I don't, I don't know their music. So I would say Pitbull, but maybe I'm wrong. So it started Enrique Iglesias, then it was Ricky Martin, and then Pitbull was the closer because everybody knows Pitbull and everybody knows his songs. And we were all anxiously waiting for Timber to come on. So yeah, that was great. But I feel like I'd feel bad if I were Enrique Iglesias to be the opener because that means you're the least popular, but that's okay. It could just be the reality. And it could be like when they go to South America or another country, it's opposite, right. because I, I do kind of think that Enrique, Enrique Iglesias is more popular, like in actual Spanish-speaking countries, but I think Pitbull is likely more popular in New York City. So true. So that was a fantastic concert. That was a ton of fun. The next night, Haley and I, we went to a Halloween party at Capitol in New York City and in the Lower East Side, and it was... The venue's actually super cool. It, it was a building that was built in, like, 1893. It was an old, like, savings and loans association bank. I don't know. Beautiful interior, art deco style. And everyone in New York goes so hard for their costumes. It's so true. Everyone yeah. looks so incredible and so impressive and put so much effort forth that it was really fun to be a part of, actually. And I don't think I've experienced anything like that before, like, as adults, like, okay, as kids, like, everyone has a costume. But here it was really, like, amazing. So, yeah, it made me feel like my outfit wasn't that good. It made me feel like uh, maybe I could have <laughs> improved upon it in some way because I literally just ordered cargo pants from Amazon and threw on a black shirt, and I was impossible. But I think it worked. I don't know. It made me think I should try harder. And there's always next year to do so. Yeah. For sure. Yeah,
1: I also, I feel like this reminds me, I hate when people don't want to dress up for Halloween. Like, I hate that. I think you are so lame and so boring if you're one of those people that's like, oh, I don't want to dress up for Halloween. Like, okay, that's fine, loser. Like, I, I, it's so fun. It's so fun, and I hate when people are so, like, Debbie Downers about it. So I'm glad that it was not like that. It's boring and bland. Right. Do you think that
0: they, like, think they're too cool? I think that they're not confident enough to pull off a costume that they would want to wear.
1: That's a hot take. I,
0: I honestly,
1: yeah, because I feel like the people who go the hardest with their costumes and that pull it off, like those are the coolest people.
0: Yeah. I think that there's nuance there. I think I've seen some weird costumes. So I think that. It does depend. Like, maybe some people are insecure for a reason, like, and that it would be weird if they wore a costume to the fullest extent of their imagination because we would all view it as weird. For instance, the people, like, I always think the people wearing the scream masks, having, like, the blood all over them and stuff, I'm like, you're going a little hard, I think, for what this is. And, like, I saw a video on Twitter that was some guy... And he was decorating his front yard. Now, this wasn't a costume. This was Halloween decorations. But this guy was decorating his front yard. And he had a, what appeared to be a dead body on his porch steps. That's too far. I think that's weird. That's too far, for sure. And a body bad.
1: Yeah, no, I don't like that. I feel like I'm a, I'm a fan of the costumes that are, like, funny in some right. way. Like, we had a, a friend dress up as... Lord Farquaad <laughs> with like the full wig and everything. And that like went over really well because it was funny.
0: Yeah, once you pull out a wig, you're really going in. Right. Haley, what did you do for weekend
1: For Weekend on
0: Friday, I think we had our party. Yeah, yeah we went so to this. I went to the thing Julia was describing, which was like the big Halloween party inside an old bank in the Lower East Side, which was really, really fun. I made a mistake. Um, and I, I got a little sleepy, so I had to go home <laughs> early. But that being said, it was still very fun. Um, I just had to tap out. And then, I don't remember what I did And by Saturday. tap out, she stayed till at least one thirty. listening. Yeah, I was so there. So she still had a full evening. Yeah, oh I, I definitely my was fun. Gosh. That's but yeah, me and great. me and some of my other yeah. friends were there until like 3.30. Well, the oh, the main act didn't go on until like... When someone said three, I was like, I have to go. I'm sorry, I have to go. <laughs> yes. Like, I, at some point, you're like, I was like, I will stay until they come on, at least. And then it was like, once I found out when they were coming on, and I was like, I have an hour and a half more of, like, being in this crowd, being pushed. Uh-huh. I was like, I just can't. I, just, I yeah. have to cut
1: my losses. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy.
0: The DJ was Baker Matt, and so that was a great set. And then there, he also had a live saxophonist who was very talented and also cute. Um, and I did find his Instagram afterwards. Did you follow him?
1: I did follow him. Did you slide into his DMs?
0: I thought about it. I absolutely <laughs> thought about it. I did not act, but it's not over. There's no reason it has to be over. But I did think about it. If you were the saxophonist at this party on the Friday of Halloween weekend, Message us. We have someone who could be interested in pursuing romantic relationships. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, nineteen eighty nine. Oh my god. That's the next big thing. After Halloween, there's nineteen eighty-nine Taylor's version. That was a huge component of my weekend anyway. Thursday after the concert, Haley came over and we live listened to it once it dropped at midnight. And it was very amazing. true.
1: I think going into it, I, I feel like I thought that, I mean, everybody thought this, but I thought that Slut was going to be like the anthem of my life. Like I thought it was going to be like an Olivia Rodrigo, like get him back sort of vibes. And then it wasn't, but it was still good. It was still a great song. I just think it wasn't what I expected, but I still like it. I think it's all right.
0: I'll say it. I think it's a grower for me yeah. it's all about the lyrics and i think that there's so many hidden meanings in what she's saying in the lyrics of slut that you have to re-listen to it over and over again to get it like it's not yeah it's a song on pond first listen we're like oh this is a good song and then as you keep listening to it your understanding of it and therefore your appreciation of it grows which I think is really good. And I think so uniquely Taylor Swift, like as you listen to it more, as you understand what she means more, you just love it more, which is such an underrated thing in an artist and one that probably contributes to her massive amount of streams. (laughs) And her billionaire (laughs) status.
1: And her billionaire status. Queen. Queen. Yeah, I think definitely the fault track that I feel like is the most popular is is it over now that
0: was definitely my and my favorite upon first listen like both julia and i i was like this song is it like this is crazy and i think my favorite on
1: first listen was say don't go because i like i also really (laughs) like that one
0: no i feel like that one's so much like foolish one like it's the same kind of yearning and longing vibes It's for the DeLulu girls. It's for us DeLulu girls. Hence why I love it. I like that one. Um, I love that she did it with Diane Warwick. I think that's so iconic. But I think that... Did it? Do you mean wrote it? Or what do you mean? She wrote it. Yeah, she co-wrote it with Diane Warwick, who's like an influential and very, very famous songwriter who did so many hits for so many people, like Cher and a lot of big pop acts. So I think that's really cool. I think... By far, my favorite is "Is It Over Yet," and I think it's my favorite because there's so many. There's just so many Easter eggs in it. Of
1: right, like the um, red blood, white snow. Yeah. And the blue dress on a boat.
0: Yeah, that's about the red blood, red snow is about the auto, like the snowmobile accident yeah. that her and Harry were in, and then blue dress on a boat. There's literally a picture of her when her yeah. and Harry broke up on in some islands, and she's going home on. A blue dress on a boat it's also references the out of the woods music video she's wearing this blue dress all throughout it and then on the beach she like finds herself in a blue dress it's like this thing that she's never said in a lyric before blue dress but it just threads through all of these different songs that are about i people think harry styles or about this one lover who she references throughout 1989 and i think it's so interesting it also I feel like these vault tracks revealed a lot more about... They were a lot more intimate. Like, they are a lot more revealing in their lyricism than 1989. And I think the thesis for that is in Slut, where she talks about, you know, I'll get blamed for this. You won't. I will be called a okay. slut. You won't be called a slut if we do this. And I feel like in many ways she, like, held back on 1989, putting blame on anyone or saying anything negative about any of the people that she wrote those songs about because she felt like she would be blamed. And with these vault tracks, we see her honesty more about that relationship. And it's kind—it's really cool. I, I think it's so interesting to, to go back. It's part of the reason why I love that she does these re-recordings. I love the vault tracks because, yeah, they are revealing songs and feelings and information that was not appropriate for either image management or whatever reason at the time or it's just something you didn't want to say but now 10 years later it's a it's less fresh and so you're able to say it and so like a favorite of mine what is it called i can see you from i think mm-hmm. was it speak now mm-hmm. banger makes sense why if you're more closely managed by like your parents and like you're trying to keep a certain image you wouldn't want to publish that song back when the album was originally published. Such a good song. That's definitely what, like, I don't know how old she was. Twenties, young twenties women think. And I'm (laughs) glad I can hear it. So, like, I love the ball tracks coming out and kind of giving the actual down low for what her feelings were at the time, even if she didn't want to or could express them then.
1: Yeah, because even in, like, Is It Over Now?, Yes, it's like a Harry Styles diss track or whatever, but she also says in it the part about kept my nights out of sight or whatever. So it's kind of like on both sides. So I could see why maybe at the time it wasn't, it wasn't the moment to publish that. But now it is. And I'm really glad for it. I guess my question for you guys. So every time she drops a new album with Vault Tracks, do you listen to the album in order or do you go straight to the Vault Tracks?
0: Vault Tracks,
1: Okay, and then vault do you track. listen vault to the tracks. vault tracks in order? Yes. yes. Okay, that's exactly what yes, I, I do. do. That's what, And then I let, it, I let them play through, and then I let it go back to the beginning, and then I start listening to the rest.
0: Yeah, that's what I do. I mean, with this past release, and I think some of the other ones, I, I don't really have time at midnight to listen to a whole album. Yeah. Um, I do. I am a working girl, so um, I'll listen to the vault tracks and then, you know, listen. To, I've been playing 1989, though, like on repeat every day. I go to work. It's, like, nice to revisit this album, which, admittedly, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan, and 1989 was never my favorite album of hers, and now I'm, like, I get it. Like, I am I live in Manhattan. I'm, like, mm-hmm. in my apartment. Yes. I'm, like, I... Yeah, this was yes. made for me. She made this album for people like me, and when this album came out, I was a 16-year-old girl living in suburban Pennsylvania. So, yeah, it makes sense I didn't understand it at the time, but I have a lot more appreciation for it now. Yeah, specifically Welcome to New York, I never got it. I never understood I'm like, sure. Like, that's a song (laughs) that exists. Now I'm like, this is my anthem. I'm like, yeah, I'm going down the different boulevards. I take the subway. I live in the city. I have my own apartment. Like... I'm living the New York life and it's so much fun, and that song just has such an uplifting infectious energy that really paints this city in a beautiful light, really highlights how amazing it is, how much variety there is, how much opportunity there is, how exciting and young you feel, really kind of indefinitely. You're young here forever, like people are young here well into like their, oh god, like I'll say it, like (laughs) mid-30s. But I feel like if you live in, like, the suburbs, I feel like age comes for you differently than how I feel living here. Like, I feel like I will be young for a very long time because everyone is just constantly pursuing their goals and is young. So I think the city's great. I think it's an interesting concept, which I think is true. It's, like, time moves so quickly here that you don't have the chance to, like, reflect on your age as much, I think. And, like, suburban people, they're like, oh, we need to get married. We need to have kids. Everyone else around me is doing it. No one in New York, or
1: not no one,
0: but fewer people, fewer of your peers are going to be doing
1: those things. I think I have a fear of aging. Is that, like, a phobia? Like, I feel like I I I need to have that. In capitalism. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like, you know, my birthday is coming up fairly soon, and I'm not happy about it. But this is another story I didn't get to tell you guys yet. So I'm excited to share. Actually I'm not excited because it made me really sad. But um, I <laughs> <laughs> I make TikToks and I had this brand deal and whatever, made a TikTok, it was fine, moved on. And then I get later on like more contact from this company about like potentially furthering our partnership. and in the email, it's like, oh, we have changed our marketing strategy a little bit. We are targeting college-aged people from ages 17 to 24. Do you fit this market or this, like, whatever? And I was like, oh my god, I'm old. I'm old because I'm 25, not 24 anymore. And so I had to tell them that I was 25 and now, like, don't have the deal i <laughs> So that's why I feel old. But I'm glad that you guys still feel young in the city. Maybe I'll feel young again soon. But isn't that kind of crazy? It is crazy. But yeah. Also because I feel like the people who watch my videos are definitely in that demographic. Like just because I am simply 1 year older than 24, like I feel as though most of the people, I mean I could see it in the in the stati- like I could see it in my stats when I look at the performance definitely. data. Most of the people watching my TikToks are, like, 18 to 24. Did you tell which them Which makes that? sense. No, because I was just so sad I couldn't even formulate a good response. <laughs>
0: Angela. <laughs> I you feel you like, can follow up yeah. and, and tell them that your, your audience is that age range. That's what they're looking for. They're not looking for a 17 to 24-year-old person to be making the videos. They want to be reaching 17 to 24-year-olds, right. which you do, and therefore they should pay you for it. Oh, I
1: definitely do. You
0: also look nineteen. Exactly. You look like yeah, you're nineteen seriously?
1: years old. I know. I feel weird even like saying my age publicly because I feel like on TikTok, like when I watch my TikToks, I'm like, I if I had to guess how old I was, like I think I would guess that I was like 23.
0: I think you look younger. I think you look younger than that, personally. You think? Yeah. I think you could be like. You're five feet tall.
1: This I just know. makes you
0: look a lot younger. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: You could definitely say 21 or 22.
1: I mean, I hope so. We don't advocate for lying about your
0: age. We don't advocate for lying about your age. However, um, in a circumstance like that, I think it's very warranted.
1: Yeah. It's
0: not lying to say your target audience is their target audience.
1: No, that's, like, totally the truth. And the TikTok that I made for them originally, like, did really well. And, like, performed really well. So, whatever. It's fine. (laughs)
0: Yeah, like, what kind of world do we live in where a 25-year-old girl is like, should I be lying about my age? Like, that's crazy. We need uh-huh. a reflection as a society. Same world? the Same world where we're being told about preventative Botox? Yeah.
1: So, as the medical professional on this TikTok, I don't know that, I don't think Botox is actually, like, preventative, but that being said, that doesn't mean that I don't want it. <laughs> like but i i know it's not preventing anything i'm aware what do you want of that i want it to like i mean the damage is done we're not preventing any damage at this point we're simply doing damage control and i think if you understand that it's okay
0: okay that makes sense <laughs> i think i'm gonna hold on the botox i think that i watched a movie last night no hard feelings which was so funny it was with Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, that yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to see that.
0: It's on Netflix now. I think it's so funny, like, drop-dead funny. Like, I laughed out loud multiple times. But I noticed, like, at looking at Jennifer Lawrence, who is, like, obviously an extremely beautiful woman, like, sex object, not object, sex symbol. <laughs> um, not sex object. Sex symbol. <laughs> so beautiful. Like, so many women would kill to look like her. Um, I think that she had work done. Just looking at the close ups of her on the the movie and I think that it I I don't know, I think it's affected her acting. Like I think that I can tell like she does not have the same amount of facial emotional movement that she did before. Which yeah, I feel really sad that, that she felt like she had to get work done and therefore it has affected her craft as an artist. And was a really funny movie but it just it reflects on something bigger in society i think which is like this Mm -hmm. need to this need to look younger but it isn't it is a need like it's there's like studies that women who look younger and are skinnier or are more attractive like progress faster uh in our corporate world that's crazy but also very believable yeah there's there's lots of evidence that it's true and it's very very sad well Good thing I'm getting Botox. <laughs> I know. Good thing I use my anti-aging cream. As, <laughs> like, I do. I look I need things. To, I need to get on anti-aging stuff. I, the only thing I do is I wear SPF every day. That's all I've been doing. And maybe that is good enough.
1: I mean, I think that is good. I feel like also you guys have, like, good skin. Like, I don't notice that you guys have wrinkles. And I would tell you. Like, I would tell you the truth.
0: <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you.
1: I hate when people lie about that. Like, stop lying. Just tell the truth because I need to know because I will do something about it.
0: Yeah, I don't think I have wrinkles. Um, I do think I have excellent genetics. And I think that that is something I'm going to lean into more. (laughs) Because, like, my aunts used to, like, rub canola oil on their pale Irish skin and sit in the sun in the 60s. And, like, they all look great. They all look (laughs) fine and and really good. So I'm not that concerned about it, but I love purchasing new products online that feed into my personal insecurities.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Advertisers, listen in. Should we go into our public breakdowns? I think we definitely should. Is it time? I feel like we need a little jingle, like a public breakdown time.
0: We'll drop one in. (laughs) drop jingle here I could start I have multiple last night uh I took my dog out for a walk I was meeting my boyfriend at Julia's house they were already together and I was coming there so I was kind of like in a hurry walking my dog around he's being horrible and awful he's a very cute well-behaved dog he just is really really bad on a leash and it makes it really horrible to walk him um and he's, like, old, so he's not learning anytime soon about anything. Walking <laughs> him, he's pooping. He's pooping out something that looks like fabric. I'm like, that's an issue. <laughs> I look at it, I'm like, this is an issue. He ate something, clearly, that was fabric-related. Don't know how that happened, don't know what that is, don't know where he got it from. Um, so I'm cleaning that up, and I'm, like, generally upset. I walk him back into our the lobby of our building we live in a doorman building and the doorman give him treats so he knows where the treats are so he starts just he just sprints to the area where the treats are held and where the doorman is preparing a treat for joe and i just sprawl face first on the (laughs) ground i am down i'm (laughs) i'm down um joe took me down my dog your man's just watching. doesn't help me also, which is, like, fine, I guess. And then Joe goes into the treat jar and eats, like, everything. He's just gnawing at the treat jar, like, huge chunks. Like, it's, like, such a sh- – can I say shit, Joe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we could bleep it. We could bleep it. It was it was messed up what happened, and I was really I mad at my like dog. I
1: wish you could watch the security footage of this. Because you know they put a camera
0: in the lobby. Like, it was so bad. It was so bad what happened. Um, (laughs) So I got really angry at my dog, and I yelled at him, and he is no longer allowed to have treats in the lobby. We've imposed an embargo (laughs) on the treats in the lobby.
1: That's my public breakdown number one in
0: the last 24 (laughs) hours. That's
1: a public breakdown for both you and Joe. So true. (laughs) Okay, so my public breakdown took place this past week. As you know, I'm a graduate student, and I was interviewing for another graduate program because I can't stop going to school because I'm enjoying avoiding real life. But I have an interview, and I didn't want to take it from home because I thought my dog barks like and like I don't really have a great background at home. I'm going to book a room at the library. Feels safe, right? Like I go and book the room a week in advance. There's 20 rooms I could pick from. I pick room 12, like randomly. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna pick room 12, whatever. They're all the same. I show up at the library, like 45 minutes before my interview. Uh, I go to room 12. And (laughs) so in this library, the tables are all like bolted to the walls. Like you can't like remove the table and the tables are all automatic up and down. So if you wanna have like a standing desk, you could move the table up and down. There's a sign on the door that says the table is not working in this room. But feel free to still use the room if you want. I open the door, the table is as high as my nose, like it's here, and it is stuck in that position. So immediately I'm like, oh my God, I the only chairs in here are like rolly chairs. Do I have to stand on a rolly chair and take this interview standing on a rolly chair, which means you know I'm gonna end up like falling off and smashing my face against this table and then like just having a horrible time. So I start panicking, I start sweating. I don't have enough time to go home. i I can't book another room because my like booking hours are already like taken up for the day, and I can't cancel this room because the booking had already started. So I go to the front desk of the library. This poor girl is just trying to like eat her dinner and get her homework done. And I'm like, you need to help me. You need to help me. I have a very important interview. <laughs> and the room that I booked, the table is stuck, and it will not go down, and I need a new room. Like, is there any other room in this entire library? that you can get for me like a, a classroom a storage closet anything and she goes and talks to this guy and they're talking for what feels like 5 hours i start crying at this point i'm crying oh, because no. i'm like i'm like oh, i'm God. like there is no like i have i don't have no time to go anywhere else like i don't know what i'm going to do like i'm panicking so she comes back i'm like wiping my tears this other kid that's working at the library is like watching this all happen like just like probably what is going on with this crazy lady and she goes out with a key and she's like, okay, we have one room. We have one room that we could give you. I'm like, all right, so I walk with her, I follow her like down this hallway. She gives me this like collaborative classroom where there's only one chair and one table in the entire room. <laughs> and the whole room is like whiteboards. So I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Like, I set it up, I finally get into a good spot. I still have like 20 minutes to spare, so I wipe my tears. I start reminding myself that I'm great and it's gonna be great and I'm overcoming adversity minute by minute. And so the interview starts, it's it's going fine, like whatever, chatting. (laughs) The lights in the room, they shut off. (laughs) They just, they shut off, right? And thankfully, because I'm a TikToker, I have my ring light on. So you could still see me in the camera. So it was just like, you could tell the room had gotten dark but you could still see me
0: you had and your ring light set I had up my for ring the light <laughs>
1: yes yes
0: that's so funny
1: and thank god I did because yeah. then I don't know for some reason in my head I'm like oh maybe these are motion lights so I say to my <laughs> interviewer <laughs> I think these are motion lights and then I proceed to to get slightly out of my chair and go like this I'm waving my arms for those of you who can't see. And so I'm flailing. I'm flailing in this room trying to get the lights to turn back on. They're not motion lights. They don't turn back on. So then I just took the rest of the interview in the semi-darkness. And at the end of the interview, and I was using my headphones that were like plugged into my laptop. So I literally could not get to the light switch. Like I could not get there. And so at the end of the interview, I go over to the light switch. I think it was like a timer. Cause it was like a button, not like a switch. Had I known that I would have hit the button right before the interview, but I didn't know because it hadn't shut off like the whole time I was in there. And so that was my public breakdown, but it was okay. It worked out. It was just extremely stressful. And I feel like stuff like that literally only happens to me.
0: Yeah, that's not ideal for sure. Do you think it went okay,
1: it. The, the interview? Yeah, no, I think it went okay. I think, like, thankfully, I didn't let the darkness throw me into a panic I feel like... <laughs> you saw the light the end. Despite the Despite the flailing, my ring light really... We got through it together. And after the flailing, I just kind of was like, oh, I guess they're actually not motion lights. Um, Anyway, and just went right back into it. And so... That's... Hopefully you
0: gave him a good laugh.
1: Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> That's what it's all about, being a personality hire.
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely um, I think that I'm a personality hire too. But I think it's okay, I do good work. <laughs> Agreed. I'm I a think... fashion hire. <laughs> I'm a fashion hire. I have been told I'm the most fashionable person on the floor that i work on and i'm like hell yeah i that's all i do it for guys thank you very much
1: <laughs> um, okay Haley, do you have another breakdown
0: yeah i do i have one i just had one um before hopping on this week
1: was really rich in breakdowns i feel like yeah. usually we have at least one between the three of us but this was a um, this was a big
0: week yeah so i um i ordered this stuff a little bit ago it's a coloring conditioner overtone and um I am a natural redhead my hair used to be a lot brighter than it is now it's been fading over time with a lot of natural redheads fade over over time like the brightness of their red and I'm like yeah I don't really I can have the power to control this and so I will stop it from happening um and I got it I was thinking about it I was like today's the day I'm gonna do it so I follow the instructions and i like put it in my dry hair they want me to put in my dry hair the coloring stuff so i like put on my gloves and i like slather in my hair and i have first of all it was so hard to put it in dry hair i don't know like what everyone else is doing but it would not go like it would not go evenly into my hair um it was very hard to distribute it equally and it was clumping there were places that had more color than others and then I just kept adding more because I was like I'll just keep adding more right like because it needs to be equal so I used the almost the whole thing of conditioner it's called like coloring conditioner I used almost the whole thing um I don't think I was supposed to and it's, like, all over me. Like, at some point, I looked in the mirror, and, like, I just had a towel on. Like, my back is covered in... It's orange, too. This conditioner is orange. It's all over my back. It's all over my shoulders. It's on my face. And now I'm, like, I'm upset. Like, I'm 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 upset. I feel... I've never dyed my hair before. So I was just, like, is this going to look horrible? Like, I really feel like I shouldn't be doing this. So... I, then my, I asked my boyfriend, I was like, I need help. Like, I need your help. Do you need to solve this? What's going on here? <laughs> so then it's all over him now. He's trying to, like, brush it through my hair. And it was just not happening. I don't know what the formula was, but it was not distributing my hair. And then he's, I was like, okay, then it's fine. This is just fine. And he's like, okay, you're supposed to have it in for 10 minutes. I was like, it's been in there for a half hour already and he's like do you want to just wait five minutes and then wash it out i was like no i need to wash it out right now like i need this out of my hair immediately so um i like get in the shower and then i'm like trying to wash it all out and like in the entire tub is just orange like it's just like bathing in blood like it was crazy um i think i put way too much in and I, then I washed it out, and then, um, then I realized that I was running late for meeting you guys on this call yeah. right now. So, <laughs> so I fired up my laptop, and then I realized that I had changed my Apple ID password last week, and I forgot what it was. So then I started to cry and have a panic attack. <laughs> because. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then eventually it all worked out, but I was really sad for, like, a little bit there, um, and yeah, sometimes things are okay, sometimes it's fine, and over the course of this call, like, my hair is drying, and I think it actually looks pretty good, I don't know. I
1: feel like it definitely looks darker.
0: You think it looks darker? Like, it
1: definitely has more color, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be more obvious once it's dry, I'm gonna give it a good blow dry, but, Yep, those were my two public breakdowns. I think both unique in their various ways. One was more violent than the other.
1: (laughs) But they all matter. They all matter. matter. Every public breakdown matters. And I feel like it's okay to have public breakdowns. This is, we are normalizing having public breakdowns. This reminds me of the TikTok sound that's like, um, oh, I love being a woman. You guys know the one? Yeah. You probably heard it because I feel like this is what it's like to be a woman just constantly breaking down but constantly getting back up and yeah, that's what exactly. Angela you should close us out on that story
0: about your birthday in Paris. Oh
1: yeah this is um I okay you guys know that song that's like 22. I'm in Paris, baby. Yeah, I'm really, I'm a bad singer. There's just some cuts <laughs> in my face. Uh, like, roll up and offend. Yeah, I know. I'm a Christian. I'm I'm ah. Um So, we all know the one. And I realized listening to this song, now at age 25, I was in Paris on my 22nd birthday. I turned 22 in Paris at midnight. And back then, we didn't have that song. We barely even had, I mean, we had TikTok, but, like, it wasn't as big of a thing. And what, the song we played when I had turned 22 at midnight in Paris was 22 by Taylor Swift, obviously, um, which I don't regret at all, but I just feel like, oh, the missed opportunity of turning 22 in Paris before that song was a thing.
0: And not recording that song. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, like, not, I have I don't even know, I probably have some videos of it, maybe, but, like, I just feel like all the missed opportunities. I think this just means we have to go back to Paris.
0: I think we should do that. I think we should. I'd love to go. And I think we have a
1: girls' trip coming up maybe soon, so we can maybe discuss those plans.
0: Yeah, on the next one. Yeah. I love girls' trips. So fun. Such good memories. Exactly. I I think that's all we have for today. I think so, too. Good bye, everyone. See you next week. On another episode of Public Breakdown. (laughs) Bye. Bye.